Hey, welcome to the Brattlecast, a first-hand look at second-hand books. I'm Jordan Rich, and of course I'm with Ken Gloss, the proprietor of one of the most fascinating places on earth, the Brattle Bookshop. Online, brattlebookshop.com on West Street in downtown Boston, and we talk about all kinds of interesting things. A subject that uh, you wanted to touch on today, Ken, is book fairs. First of all, what are they, why are they, and why are they still popular? Let's start there. Well, actually, some of them are more popular than ever. But what they are is trade shows in a way, but for the public. It's a lot like an antique show, an art show. And there are three or four major ones in the United States. There's every year in November in Boston, in March in New York, in February in California. And uh, there are also shows in London and all over the world. And those are the big, big fears. But it's just a wonderful opportunity for people who are either very serious collectors or people who just want to know, what is an old book? What's this all about? And sometimes there's 100 to 200 dealers that come from all over the world. They get together. They bring each have a booth. And I almost liken it to going to a museum exhibit uh, where you can not only touch the books – you can buy the books. <laughs> well, you know, you, we've talked about this, the tactile nature of what it is yeah. you deal in. And I was having a discussion at dinner about this. There's the the joy that still exists uh, in holding a book and looking at the cover and examining it, what you do every day of your life. And that's why book fairs can be so much fun for people to oh. see things they don't normally see. Well, they, they can be fun to see the things they don't normally see. There are people also who say, you know, I like book collecting. I think it might be something I like to do, but what is it or what would I really be interested in? Mm. How do I get a big overview? And one of the things that is happening, which I think is unfortunate in many ways, is there aren't as many storefronts. There aren't as many used bookstores the way the Brattle Bookshop is or even in the major cities. And that's partly due to real estate, rents, uh, and just different – the internet – do you have a sort of a guide to people if they're going to their first book fair, what they should be thinking about, looking for? I mean, obviously, every one of them is a little unique and different to each other. But what, what would advice would you have for the typical browser? What I would say the typical advice would be to keep your mind totally open. Because you might go into that book fair and say, I like children's books. Maybe the N.C. Wyatt, the Arthur Rackham, or it might be... Uh, Harry Potter, or it might be even earlier. But as you walk around, just sort of look and see. Maybe you'll see an original map from the American Revolution in Boston showing what the country looked like at the time of the Revolution. Maybe you'll walk to another booth and they'll have John Kennedy's uh, briefcase Hmm. along with a a group of letters. Uh, Another booth might have some sporting or baseball, another great photography. And you just don't see this all together, all at one place, all at one time. And you might see some famous people, too, browsing around. I remember one of the – I didn't get a picture of this. I wish this was before, really, cell phones. It was maybe 15 or 20 years ago. But we had our booth at the Boston show, which is in November. And I looked one way, and Doris Kearns Goodwin was at the end of one aisle. Oh, that's a that's a very impressive. Th- then I looked the other. I looked at the other way, and David McCullough was oh, at the other end of the aisle. I was going to guess McCullough in that tandem. But then they sort of approached oh. and saw each other, and they ended up hugging and kissing in front of my booth. 
And I just wish that I had, uh, a, you know, a picture and a photograph of that. Uh, and, you know, they are very much book buyers, uh, the history, mm. the background. So you can pe- see people of that type. You know, one thing that hasn't changed really over the years, in fact, it's, it's reminiscent of the old days, authors – particularly celebrated ones, are celebrities. I mean, Dickens, when he came to town back in the 1800s, was a superstar, almost like a rock star. And when you see somebody like McCullough, who's just one of the greats, including a great narrator like him, or Doris, or any of these people, it's exciting. And and where else but in a book fair will you get that kind of thrill? Exactly. And so these there's a group that are sort of the very large, uh, a lot of the books that they bring are relatively expensive, although... They're, even at these large book fairs, we're trying to bring in younger people, right. trying to bring in some lower price things specifically. So it's fun to buy something uh, as opposed to someone who might walk in at a New York book fair and spend a few million dollars within half an hour. <laughs> you know, so I mean, obviously, everybody wants that. But you also meet so many people and almost everybody who is in the used and rare book and trade is in it because they like it. They enjoy it. And when you ask someone who likes and enjoys what they do and you ask them a question, usually the problem isn't getting an answer. Usually it's getting them to stop answering. <laughs> yes, the engaging conversation can go on and on and on because it's it's something that you're excited about. Now, you've been obviously – with your reputation at many of these, you've actually organized and helped run the Boston one for years, you told me. Uh, can you remember any unusual uh, consumer requests or consumer issues, people walking up to you with a book and you're blown away by it? Oh, well, th- that happens uh, a lot. The, one of the times uh, there was an appraisal uh, day, you know, nothing, you know, things were coming in interesting. And then someone has a letter of Thomas Jefferson. Uh, you know, it's just – it's sitting there in front of you. And and even though I do this all the time, you have you have a piece of paper that Thomas Jefferson wrote and talked about. Um, you have copies of the Declaration of Independence have shown up. And the other the nice thing that happens – and this happens in Boston, but it also happens in the other cities – there's sort of one level of fair that the Antiquarian Bookman's Association, which is sort of the top organization of book dealers, runs. But then there are what they call satellite fairs. Mm. There might be a fair for one day, a block or two away, and there's a wonderful promoter named Marvin Getman. Now, I particularly like to push Marvin because I went to high school with him right. at Boston Latin. Marvin, this is for you. <laughs> but he runs book shows and it's sort of the satellite fair. So the people who go to the major fair, they can go to his fair that might have 50 or 70 or 100 dealers. And then auctions run auctions at the same time because they know all the people and collectors are in from all over the world. And in Boston, too, there's a book festival in Copley Square. It's outdoors. Right. It's about three weeks before the Boston Book Fair. We get loads of young people who don't even know what a used book is, and we get them complimentary passes, get them into the fair. But it's a great way, again, without as many bookstores that you can just wander into, to get people familiar with it. And even if one out of 10 or one out of 100 sort of catch the fever, and you can – many of these younger people particularly – they might not be able to afford it, but maybe 10 years from now, 20 years from now, 30 years from now, 
they're the collectors of our future. And we've talked about this as well in the past, but the collections can lead to investments and, and wonderful legacies to leave to your family. Oh, absolutely. And, and Marvin Getman, he runs a book fair in Brooklyn in September. And, you know, that's actually an interesting fair because it brings in a lot of millennials. And it's one of the things that's very interesting about that fair is the type of things that dealers bring are totally different. It's sort of more 1950s, 1940s, as opposed to 1750s, Mm. 1740s, because that's what the younger people are interested in. And there are fairs all over the country, all of the time, and the, uh, the... It's just a wonderful way. And for me, what's one of the great things, too, is the really heavy-duty collectors come in. Now, I can guarantee you at the Boston Fair, there will be one man standing in front, first in line every time he collects books on baseball. And matter of fact, many of the people, when they go to a fair, what they do is they get the catalog of who's there and what booths, and they make a little map because – they, okay, so-and-so's in the first row on the right, someone else is in the back row on the left, but they bring baseball items and so on. <laughs> now, this man is, I know him, he's a good customer of mine, and what I do is before the show, I go out and say, yeah, get by our booth because we've got something really good for you, or look, come by afterwards because it, you, you know, really want to spend your time somewhere else. So you, like, <laughs> as is the case with you in the store, it's a relationship deal. I mean, you know these people, they're regulars, right? Right. And, and, a and lot, you know what they're looking for and you can help yeah, them out. A lot of them are regulars and you let them know. And then a lot of them are just new people, new faces, because part of it for the uh, people exhibiting at these fairs, the whole idea is to meet new people, new faces. Um, also, where a lot of the people who don't have open shops, it's their way of seeing the public. It's their way of bringing mm. in new customers. But it's also their way of still meeting many of their regular customers who they might not see. Right. And no matter how you do it, actually meeting people face-to-face, talking about books, talking about things that you've gotten in, it's that social part that really makes a difference. And the other great thing about people who come in they might see someone else looking in the same booth and somehow strike up a conversation. And many great friendships have been made by people who didn't know each other before they sure. came into what, the What do they say? One of the great conversation starters of all times, have you read a good book lately? In your case, have you read an old book lately? Or, yeah. But that's, it's so true. It, it, it's, the, it's the reason that there are so many informal book clubs across the country. Yeah, and, and many people who have the same interests, they're looking for the same things. And like I say... Just walking through and seeing what's there can be fascinating. And then there were also talks and lectures. There was recently a fair in California. It's the hundred fifth, or no, it's the two hundredth anniversary of Frankenstein. So they had a whole display out outside the fair of Frankenstein first editions, movie posters, all of the things. They had lectures on Frankenstein. and that's many times too that uh, that comes up on um, on usually on the Sunday there are appraisal day so people can come in they get their books looked at and appraised and sometimes you never mm. know. And the great thing about doing an appraisal day at a, some of these book fairs is if someone comes up to me and they show me something and I can usually give them a pretty good idea of what it is, but. 
I know inside there's an expert in just this type of thing, and I can get that person to come out. And so you have maybe a hundred dealers who you can talk about networking. Absolutely, it, it's really it really pays off. And you you've been in the business so long, and you know all these guys and gals. So it's a yeah. it's a nice meeting place for you. It must be fun for you to see some of your colleagues from across the country uh, when you uh, gather. Across, these, not only from across the, the country, all over the world. <laughs> and yes, we go out a lot. We talk a lot. You have meetings, and uh, so for the dealers, it's a great thing. Some of them, you actually sell books and make money, which is a great thing. But also part of it is getting people in because, like I say, nowadays, so many dealers, so many people who have books, so many librarians, the Internet, everything is done electronically. Mm. It's not even phone anymore. It's, mm. it's done electronically, which is great for worldwide, but you need that social part of it. You need the fun, the hunt, the search, or going into a show or a bookstore too – and not even know that there's something there that you really want. You'd never heard of it. You didn't know anything about it, but it's there. Uh, we have uh, a uh, colleague who now lives in Maui. I really feel sorry for him <laughs> on that. Uh, but he collects books on Hawaii. And he was sort of walking through the fair casually uh, in one of the shows, and there was a crate underneath one of the tables. He goes, what's that? Uh, they go, oh, well, a family, they have a, about 100 photographs in the 19th century of Hawaii. And his eyes lit up. And next thing you know, he's under the table digging through. Yeah. And now he has 2,000 books on Hawaii oh, and collecting wow. on Hawaii. And this is a professional. Uh, but he had the same passion as a collector or somebody coming in. And that's where the book fairs either on the local level, which there are a number of them, on the national level, on the international level. And a lot of that information, first of all, you can get in touch with us and we can tell you how to find them, how to, where they are, when they are. Many of the local ones, we can get you comps. Just, I'll, I'll throw that out there. Let's just, uh, let's just say that those of you lucky <laughs> enough to be listening to this podcast, mark that, that comment. It's very important. No, you've given us... Uh, that sense of excitement about this, which yeah. which I think for a lot of people is is obvious, but for others it might be you know I never thought about that I never thought about doing it just as an adventure as a as a fun thing to do on a weekend, but you never know what you might discover. Well, also too, what what we really encourage in Boston, what we've done there is on the Friday night, which is the de- the day the dealers and the collectors and everybody scrambling and so on. There's an entry fee, but what we've tried to do on the it, on the Saturday and Sunday is have free admission. Because one of the things my daughter, who's 30 years old, pointed out to me is that, gee, if we're in town, we really love books. We really love going to book shows. Of course, she was brought up with it. But she says it's really fun to just see what's in all the booths. But if it's 4 o'clock on a Sunday, the show closes at 7, we're going out with friends later, we're not going to pay to go in. On the other hand, if it's free, we'll go in and hey. we'll shop for an hour. You know, she smart. Sa- you raised a smart daughter. She says, we'll from go a marketing in. point of view. Exactly. And she says, you know, we intend to go in for 15 or 20 minutes. We end up staying an hour or two. Otherwise, if we're going to pay $10, we'll go have a drink at a bar. And, <laughs> and so, so it's a way yeah. of really drawing people in because you need the young people. And 
One of our better customers, now this is a man who's passed on fairly young, but I always use this as an example, and one of the things that I think is great about book fairs is the person who just wanders in. He was a uh, college student in Boston, came into my father's store when he was a student. He didn't have any money, but my father was nice to him and uh, talked and, and so on. When I started at the store, which is in the early 70s, he knew he worked at a bank in North Carolina. And he would call up once in a while. He knew after a while. He knew I get in early. I'm I only work half a day, five thirty to five thirty, uh, <laughs> half a day. That's what my wife says. Twelve hours. That's it. Twelve, 12 hours, half a day. And anyways, <coughs> he knew I'd be in early, and he'd right. say, "Look, I have to fly to New York. I have to do some business there. But can I take the early shuttle over? Get in at seven in the morning. Then by nine o'clock, I can be on a plane to North Carolina." And I said, "Sure." He was a good customer, a really nice person. Does that next, you know, he's a vice president of the bank. And not to be down on vice presidents at banks, but a lot of people are vice presidents. A few years later, he's a senior vice president. A few years later than that, he's an executive vice president. A few years later, his bank merges. Next thing you know, he's president of Bank of America. And he still calls me up and says, mm-hmm. can I come in early? And, you know, are you going right. to be there? Right. And he's president. And I said, fine. Again, that maybe was a 20, 25, 30-year process of being the college student. The young, and that's one of the things that book fairs, be they the local ones uh, run by Getman, the larger ones run by the Antiquarian Bookman's Association, the international runs by, run by the International League of Antiquarian. They're all accessible. We know how to get to them, and they're fun. If you have any interest at all, they're fun. That's Boy, the one thing no one like sells it as well as you do. I must say, I'm, I'm excited about going to my <laughs> next one. I've been to some, but I can't wait to go there. So actually, people can check out brattlebookshop.com, the website for the Brattle Bookshop, and, uh, and details and so forth. You can reach Ken and his team through the site. But uh, certainly through the Brattlecast, there's all kinds of information like this, and we'll continue to pass it along. Ken, thank you as always. And thank you, and uh, subscribe, download. Uh, we, we really enjoy Rate it. Rate and review as well. And, and uh, for people who want to search for the Brattlecast on Apple, Google Play, or if you get your podcast, you'll easily find it, B-R-A-T-T-L-E, cast, C-A-S-T. And don't forget to spread the word. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Brattle Bookshop and tell your friends. Ken, I'll see you at the next book fair. I will be there. (laughs) I'll be there. Of course you will. You're at every one of them. (laughs) This has been the Brattlecast. I'm Jordan Rich. A first-hand look at secondhand books.